Welcome back, everybody, to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle podcast, the Comedy Castle podcast, however you want to look at it. I'm Joel Fragamani. I'm your host. We got a great interview for you today. What a huge week we have coming up at the Comedy Castle. We're going to talk about that. So much going on. A couple of great weeks that we've had, if you joined us, uh, for any of the shows Isabel Hagen's uh, week. We talked to her last time on this show. And then we had Ryan Davis since we've spoken to you as well and sold out shows for him. And uh, lots of fun going on at the Comedy Castle, including this week. So should we talk about it? Let's get into what's going on this week. OK, uh, if you're listening to this, it will be uh, tomorrow or perhaps tonight or perhaps you've missed it. But. January 25th is open mic night at the Comedy Castle. So if you want to be on open mic night, you unfortunately will not be calling for that uh, next time. But you call the week ahead. That's how you get on. You call the week before. If you see an open mic night, the next open mic night is in February. So uh, I'm not sure what date in February, but it's down the road in February. You can go look that up on our ComedyCastle.com website, but it is open mic. That's always fun. It's five bucks to get in and you'll have a great time. A whole mixture of professionals, amateurs. It's always fun at open mic night. And then Thursday through Saturday, Brad Williams returns to the Comedy Castle. I got to say, one of the funnest shows you will ever see is Brad Williams. And he's fun at the Comedy Castle. And uh, um, unfortunately, Brad has sold out. Like every ticket. As I'm recording this, there are no tickets available for the Brad Williams shows this weekend. They are completely gone. If you go to ComedyCastle.com, it says sold out. If you click on it, nothing happens. That's as sold out as you can get. So, um, hey, if you want to hear Brad, we got a show with Brad from uh, last time he was at the club. Tom McCarthy talked to him. I will link to that over at ComedyCastle.com as you're reading this. If you haven't, if you're not getting the show directly from the Comedy Castle website, if you're subscribing, well, thank you for subscribing for one. But if you go to ComedyCastle.com, I will link to the Brad Williams interview if you want to listen in. Because Brad, super fun guy, always got a smile on his face. Maybe, if not him, it would be the late Ralphie May for a comedian that I have seen uh, happiest to meet their fans would be Brad. So I don't know if he's going to do his meet and greets again, but those are super fun too. So Brad Williams and, uh, and, and, you know, Hey, you missed it. Tickets are on sale in advance. They're on sale generally six months in advance. So please check, uh, check out our calendar, see who you want to come see. But here's the exciting part about this week and why we've got this show. And maybe, you know, this cause you clicked on it and you saw the title of it, but, Sunday, 7 p.m., Emma Willman is coming to the Comedy Castle, her first time at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Now, some of you may know Emma. She's been on a bunch of shows, including uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She did some episodes of Crashing with Pete Holmes. I talked to her about those things uh, and what she's going. You know, she's doing a movie right now, which I, I think sounds funny. You'll hear that. Uh, but Emma is, uh, uh, you know, a hot rising talent in comedy. In fact, I'm going to and, and after speaking to her, I will say this and watching all of her clips because I'm watching. You know, I wasn't real familiar with her work. So I'm listening to her, watching her uh, do her comedy on Instagram and Netflix and all these places. And she's really funny. This could be the week between this show and you buying a ticket. 
going on ComedyCastle.com, clicking that button, getting tickets for Emma's show on Sunday. You might have found your new favorite comedian, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm, I'm putting out there. I'm putting out there that Emma is going to be a huge star. I'm putting out there that Emma, you know, people are going to know her if you don't know her already. Uh, we had a really fun talk. Let, let's go through a couple things we talked about uh, on the show. Um, we did talk about her acting experience. We talked, but we did talk a lot about comedy. That was the thing that we, we talked a lot about that I was really, you know, and I can talk to comedians about comedy all day. I must say that more than once in the interview, you'll hear me go, yeah, I can talk about comedy all day. Let's talk about writing. We talk about writing. We talk about, you know, performing in different places. And, uh, I think if you're a comedian, I know a lot of comedians listen to the show, uh, you're going to really enjoy this talk because it, it is a comedy deep dive. I think one of the funnest things that we we talked about on this show is, um, and Emma knows this because Emma uh, lives in New York. She's part of the New York comedy scene. What happens when Seinfeld shows up at your show? You're going to hear <laughs> what happens when Seinfeld shows up at your show. So, uh, and it's funny because Seinfeld is, you know, you got to love Seinfeld. I, I, I have respect for Jerry, tons of respect. I respect him more than I'm maybe a fan of his comedy at this point. I was a fan of Jerry, I guess, before he got famous. That's when I was a fan, before that show, his early HBO specials. Now, granted, I was I was in middle school. <laughs> but, you know, Jerry was talking about the cereal aisle, and it, it related to me in my life. Now, maybe not so much, but uh, but Emma tells a real funny story about what happens when Seinfeld shows up, because she was there for one of those. Um, uh, just a lot of real deep dive on comedy. And Emma, for those of you who don't know, is a lesbian comedian. None of that came up in this show. And not that I was avoiding uh, talking to a lesbian about being a lesbian comedy. We were just comics talking about comedy. So it never came up because Emma talks. And if you watch her stuff, she gets compared to Ellen DeGeneres and all this stuff. And she's not real comfortable with that. But, um, yeah, never came up in our talk. And that's OK, because uh, what we had was a really great talk. We're going to throw to that right now. And I'll talk to you a little bit after it's over. Enjoy my talk with Emma Wilman. All right, Emma Wilman, welcome to the Comedy Castle podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's it's fun to talk to you. You got a big show uh, coming up this Sunday. Uh, yes, and, I'm excited. Yeah, it's it should be a great show. I, I first time at the Comedy Castle, I believe, right? First time at the Comedy Castle. Also, first time ever doing a show in Detroit. Oh, and I remember watching years ago. There was a. a documentary that came out like i forget what it was it came out years and years ago but it features the comedy castle heavily in it it you was, know what I'm talking was about? a documentary or was it a comedy special nope documentary i'm trying to find it now this was definitely like deep in the internet like oh. would this be Google like late searches. late 90s maybe before and it had the owner was in it as well. Yeah, Mark Ridley. That's the name yep. on the name on the wall. Owner of the club, <laughs> still with us. Uh, and um, he was managing a guy. Okay, who I want, was. I'm gonna take a shot at it. Be funny. Yeah, yeah, that was it. See, yes, because yeah. I remember watching that. Like, it wasn't that long ago. I remember maybe it was like a year ago. Okay, I feel like I'd seen like every comedy documentary, so I was doing a deep dive. <laughs> yes. 
something Reddit, one of those late night Reddit mm-hmm. things. And yeah. the next thing you know, we've all they, done it. That yeah. one, we've all done it. And that one popped up and it was fun. It was really cool. It was interesting to see because he like he had the comic. He was having him do spots there. And then he started getting him into, I think, corporate stuff. It was just okay. interesting. Yeah, it was uh, Mark was probably more into that at that time that that movie was shot. He was doing like personal management and that kind of stuff. But now he just he owns the club and he's, you know, doing that thing and just enjoying. I think that's what he's always enjoyed. You know, he, he, you know, and he's he's, you know, 40. It's the 44th year of the Comedy Castle this year. So that's amazing. We're doing all right. But yeah, that Be Funny documentary. It was Mike Green was one of the featured guys from Detroit. Mike Green, that's yeah. who it was. Mike Green, he's still around yeah. too. He's a friend of him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. So never well, in Detroit. Him. Yeah. Never no, in no Detroit. I've never been to Detroit. Okay. I've been to, I was in Michigan. I did a um, a bowling alley <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> that's what the gigs are ago. mostly. <laughs> Aside from the bowling- Comedy Castle. Right. It was, I forget where it was, but I remember they were like, it's at a bowling alley, but you, but you can't hear the balls. And I was like, I'm in. This is a while ago. And you couldn't hear the ball. I remember I was like, oh yeah, you can't hear the, no. you can't hear them. Like, like good deal. You, we weren't hearing any like strike, but that was, a, that was probably the last time I was there and it was freezing. Yeah. It might, you know, depending upon where it go. Like we've had a pretty mild winter. But you know, it's it's there's no guarantee it's going to be nice weather. It's probably going to be cold. But you're I'm free. happy either way. It's all yeah. good. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be great to have you first time in. And uh, I know we had uh, your podcast partner Mateo Lane not that long ago. Oh, nice. Actually, Mateo and I are taking a break. Oh, we're you're taking regrouping. A break. Oh, okay. Re- break from the podcast. We're going to regroup. We've been doing that podcast like yeah. eight or nine years. Oh, okay. We've been recording, which. Yeah podcasting like every you know we were when we were doing it it was a we started like quite a while ago and it's been like just a fun yeah it's been a great thing that we did but we were like we got we we're gonna take a break re-strategize yeah okay but he was there but i love podcasting yeah podcasting's great and um yeah because i've done this show and then i started a podcast my personal thing i started back in 2005 good for you yeah and i've kept that up even though it gets less frequent <laughs> you know again it's kind of that grind yeah totally it's a grind do you do you go back and listen to old episodes um, ever? i do and i don't know they're funny but it's also like I, and, and granted you know i haven't had an opportunity like if i made it if somebody hired me for something i sure. probably have to delete the archive of my podcast <laughs> Oh boy, do I relate to? I yes. started something over the pandemic where it was just an audio diary, which yeah. I know is like kind of what lots of podcasts are. But this is literally un, mm-hmm. completely unedited, just me putting it out there. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And about maybe five months ago, my girlfriend was like, "You know, I just I googled you, and it popped up, and I just clicked it, <laughs> and you were talking about." Someone with a stutter at CVS, and I was like, "Please Ugh. tell me I didn't do an act out." She was like, oh, "And I was like, she was like, you weren't making fun of them, like Ugh. you weren't being mean." And she was like, "But you, you did." And I was like, "Oh boy, all right, yeah, I gotta go in and find that." Oops. Well, you try to be honest to make it a good show, and then right. that stuff, you know, when it's out of context, it it can seem Ooh. just truly awful, you know. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Even when it's in context, because I was like, <laughs> you know, that's like, 
or the defense I'll use sometimes is I'll, I'll be like, I guess if I say something, it would happen in relationships where they'd be like, why did you like, wait a minute. I, I didn't know that. Or, and I'll be like, no, nah, I was I, the host and I, we were, it's not, you know, it's an out. Yeah. It's we're picking in. I'm exaggerating, even mm-hmm. if it is totally true, but then that's, we'll be the out. Well, I came up with this and, and not that this is mm. my original thought, because I also teach comedy classes at the club there. And, cool. um, I say to my students, I say, you know, comedy, it's really its only purpose is to serve the audience that it is in front of at the moment. Um, I agree. And, you know, granted, if you make a special or some movie or something and it sticks around for a long time. But you know, when you're live in a club and you're just talking and somebody says something and you react to it like they shouldn't. That shouldn't really be held against you like you're, you know, the president of the United States giving a speech. It's ridiculous. I couldn't agree more. And then also it's such a mind trip, too, because I'm like, look, like the whole, we like give up everything so then we can then do that in that space. Like mm-hmm. if we were doing it at the supermarket, by all means, drag us. Like, yeah, OK, if I'm yeah. just you know what I mean? Like if you're saying it at a context somewhere else mm-hmm. in some setting where that's not like the social agreed upon contract that you're just creating this one moment, then it's like, yeah, drag me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But it just does get I feel like it's so confusing now with social like. Because these moments then get put up and it I feel like it's like just changed so much. But I, I do agree with that. It's like about that, that moment and that vibe. But then when it and that's why it can be hard to capture on video too. making this good comedy, all the things that go into like a comedy special and getting all these clips like it's just more stuff than I, I ever was aware of when I started. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the comedian's soul purpose is to make you laugh that's what we and i always tell people i say if you want to punish your comedian just don't laugh that's the worst thing to a comedian is silence totally 100 percent. yeah or (laughs) or if someone goes oh yeah that i would rather a silence than someone being like like i remember being in san francisco and I remember I said something. I just said I'm dyslexic. That's it. Okay. I wasn't like I. Oh. I hate myself. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Literally, I just. I was like, it was just part of the setup. Mentioned being dyslexic, and and it was like you know those certain moments where you're like, how did this crowd get so synchronized? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't something that ever got awe ever before. Dyslexic, and then it was like 100 people went, oh, oh, they and felt they felt bad like, for you, or they uh, is that yeah. what you think? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I, like, I don't have a problem with, but now that you guys went, oh, like, I feel like you think it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, that to me is almost the, that I'm like, because then I'm like feeling defensive. I'm like, well, yeah, okay, I'm an idiot. But like, that's a whole other, that's not connected right. to the dyslexia. You know? But it's also in, in the setting that you're in, you are a successful entertainer of people. So how are they feeling mm-hmm. bad that dyslexia somehow held you back from being something? Because you yeah, clearly like, made okay. something of yourself, you know? trying yeah yeah i was like it, it's it's but yeah silence is the way to they're coming up with new ways to punish comedians to probably silence and then the out of context clips i would yeah. say would be the real yeah. sticking it to you well we won't have any of that at the comedy castle they turn all good I'll they try. turn their phones right off we say turn those oh, off great. get out that's because also you look like such a bad you look like the bad guy when you tell i i was last uh couple weeks ago i was somewhere it was a sunday show and i just you know you see the the phone go up like Mm -hmm. just it was way in the back and i just saw a phone go up and they were definitely not taking a picture just videotaping Mm -hmm. and everything you know it makes you just like stop and get out of it i was like hey like no videotapes Mm -hmm. 
and every, you know, it's all fun, good vibe. And then all of a sudden you get kind of like serious and people are like, what's what's that? And then afterwards the guy came up and apologized. I don't think I've ever seen a more jacked guy in my entire life. He was like 400 pounds of sheer muscle. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I I was, it was just for my own like collection or whatever. And I was like, if I had known you were this much, like huge, you could have videotaped it. Well, if he's not out to get you, you know, I mean, if you're not out to get, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's your home collection. Sure. It's going to be your fans. And and we understand that. But then there's comics that aside from being canceled, uh, they go, I'm working on a special. And if this stuff gets out, it kind of ruins that. And, you know, totally. You got to be like pretty like precious with how you put it out. Mm -hmm. Also, like I'll I'll feel like I took um, comedy classes when I started out. Okay. I took a comedy class in Boston and it was really helpful. Like when people ask about it, I'm, I'm like, if you can swing it, I recommend it because it gives you some structure and you make some friends to go to open mm-hmm. mics with. Exactly. That was yep. a huge takeaway. Yeah. I do that with my students because I, I teach what's called the advanced comedy class. So if you've done the beginner class and you think you want to do it like for money, you take my class yep. and then I go, we're going to open mic together and we're going to go do shows together. And then I perform on them as someone who's done it for 25 years. And uh, good for you. Yeah. And then I'll often eat shit just like they do. Or <laughs> sometimes right. we'll all do well. Or sometimes I do well because I approach it differently than they do. But yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's really important. Yeah. Meeting those people and getting like a little crew that you can go out with and feel safe around and sort of, uh, you know, bounce things off of, I think is great when you're starting out. That's great advice. I think of it like, you're like weathering the storm. Like you're like, all right. And as you keep going, like people will be like, I'm out. And you're like, good for you. Like, you know, I'm going to keep going, but good. You know, that's yeah. probably a sign of mental health on your part. But You know, I've come around to that too. Good for you thing where people go, you know, I'm leaving comedy and I go, that's great. You know, or I'll good see team. people that haven't done it in a couple of years and I'll go, you doing all right. And it's like, oh man, I'm just having, everything's great. The day job's great. And family's good. And I'm go, you're, you're living the dream. Exactly. Yeah, you're living the dream. Good for you. Good for you. You're... No creative outlets or anything. No. Okay. Okay. Right. Good but for you. They for they you. they generally seem happier. I know. I have this friend Steve, and we started in New York. I, I started in Boston, and I moved to New York. And when I moved to New York, him and I would bop around together. And I, I mean, I'm biased, but I thought he was absolutely hilarious. And then, then he was like, he was like, I'm out. He was like, I got to get out of New York. Yeah, I'm out. Moved to Boston, and then I saw him for the first time about eight months ago. He's glowing. Mm-hmm. I was like, he reversed his age. <laughs> he's like, he, he's thrilled. He is thrilled. But he was like, I just didn't. He he's like, I fell out of love. I fell out of wow. love with it. Yeah, didn't have the compulsion. Well, that's. I mean, I guess that's for the best, you know. But sure. Stand-ups, uh, you know, it's a cruel mistress. It is a... Uh, it is. I mean, you love it. You love doing it. But, you know, for me, I, I really gave up the road to work for Mark Ridley at the club. Um, so I haven't been, like, a road dog in about 10 years. But I still do gigs once in a while. And, man, you I... You feel healthier and happier since I then. I do. Well, you know, I bought, yeah. a, I bought a house. And then that was, That's like... Great. maybe Maybe try to figure out some income that's not you know, going to get canceled the day before you go 100%. to the gig, you know? So 100%. It's, I would love to pay your rent, but yeah. uh, my job got canceled. Yeah. Like, what do you mean it got canceled? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's no more. Sorry <laughs> about that. Right. 
they closed down the entire chain of comedy clubs. You don't understand. Right. So I'm not going to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, what, doing that, it's sort of like my attitude towards comedy, I think, is better. But then when I do get mm-hmm. a gig because I'm out of practice, it's I'm a wreck. I did I did my first feature set in a couple of years the other night and I was just destroyed. I was like, was it like, was it, was it thinking about like the amount of time being on stage? There was a little bit of that. I was sort of not worried about time, but it was more like, can I like, okay, I know these jokes, but I haven't actually said them. I haven't said them in this order. I, mm-hmm. you know, it's a new, it's a, it was like a little restaurant on a Sunday night. So it was sort of like this whole thing. And it went well. Like everyone was like, oh my God, that was so great. And it was sort of like, to me, it was like, yeah, it was sort of like, I hate to use this pun, but I, or this, it was like taking a shit. Like it felt good mm. when it was over, but it was still shit. You know, <laughs> that's how I felt I know about exactly it. what you mean. You're like, ah, yeah, totally. I'm glad that's totally. over. But boy, also yeah. doing stuff for the first time in a while in a feature thing yeah. that is tough yeah yeah because you're like sometimes taking a little break like then you come back and you're like totally refreshed but then yeah. other times you get i remember it was a couple christmases ago i had i had gone and visited my dad and i'd, I'd taken a, a couple weeks off mm-hmm. and it's so weird because like when you're in it doing it all the time that seems like forever mm-hmm. but then you know, the pandemic or whatever, we all, I did outdoor shows, but I, there was a chunk of time where I didn't perform and it also, it just was what it was. But I remember I hadn't done a couple weeks and I was at the comedy cellar in New York. And I think it was, I think Lou, I saw Louis CK was there and he was like, gonna go, he was gonna go right before me, but then he was like, I'm gonna go uh, after the next comic, which was me. Mm. So I knew that he was gonna see the set. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going to the bathroom and I was like, just, you know, put my head in my hands. Like, <laughs> I haven't done comedy in a couple weeks. Like, and now he's seeing me. What, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah. this, I just was, and I was so scared because of the, those couple weeks. I was like, I, I don't know. But then the muscle memory right. kind of, you know, and kicks then in. And whether it's Louie or just a member of the audience, they don't know that you haven't done it in a while. And so no one, has any idea. No one knows what's going on. Yeah, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. Just, right. You know, you do the best you can. And if they laugh and, you know, they felt like they, they got their money's worth, then, then it was a successful right. night. And then when you're doing eight shows a week, then it's like you're not even thinking about it. Right. That's why starting comedy is so brutal, too, because people don't know that you just started. And yeah. you're going up with people that have been doing it for it. like. And in lots of ways, like, you know, we're always restarting and starting over. You know, it's always mm-hmm. like with new stuff. That's one of the cool things about a live show. Like it's a every single one's gonna be a different experience. But when you're first figuring it out, you're especially like it's just trick you know, you can't be people don't know. They just think that you're yeah, don't know it's just a different like I didn't even know when I first started. I didn't know because I didn't watch comedy growing up really. I didn't know comedians would say the same stuff. I was oh, one of okay. those people. I thought like, yeah. every time it was all new. Yeah. And I remember seeing this guy, his name's Corey Rodriguez, really funny comic in Boston. And I saw him at a show and he was talking about how he had, he had, he had just gone to the grocery store. <laughs> so I see him a couple weeks later, he's doing a joke, just went to the grocery store. And then I saw him again and he does the, well, this just happened. And I was like, <laughs> what? In, this guy is always at yeah. the freaking grocery store. Like, <laughs> but that's how I realized. Yeah. I was like, Oh, he's 
it's like a language that mm-hmm. he's speaking where he put it all together and that yeah. clicked. Given given people that context or, you know, some comics. I, right. I think when I was, I don't know if it was quite that dramatic, but I was going like, this guy's getting pulled over on the way to every gig. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Is <laughs> a cop is pulling it's him over and wondering, do you know why I stopped you? And it's this guy better slow yeah, down. Like someone needs to work on their driving, and <laughs> exactly. they're like, it's made up. And you're like, ah. people used to say because I used to talk about my mom a lot, mm-hmm. and I would tell stories about her, and then I stopped because after shows, people go, your mom needs to do stand up comedy, <laughs> and I, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I was like, I'm making it up, and they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, ah, I mean, I'm not. Ma- it's a, it's something I think she would. I took some creative liberties with the story, and they're like, oh, uh, you know, but they don't actually. People don't. Who knows how much someone actually cares about yeah. what goes on to create the story? But that was happening a lot. People be like, I got to meet your mom, yeah. and my mom started getting almost stressed because she was like, <laughs> people are gonna meet me, and I'm nothing like that. I don't even sound. I don't even sound like that. So now I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Or she she go to shows and then yeah. afterwards be like. Where did you get that from? Like, where did that? Where did it come from? Yeah, I heard you talk about your mom. I was watching your clips. It was very good. Good stuff out there. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was Thank nice. Thank you. It, it's true-ish. It's like a true-ish yeah, thing. Yeah, right. It's, it's it's pretty true. Yeah. It's it's for it's, the purposes of comedy. It's you know. Yes. The spirit of it is. If true. you met her, you'd after if you met her if you met her within a minute, you'd be like, what? Emma is a psych. Like what? But if you spent like a couple hours with her, for whatever I don't know how what car things would need to align for you. You and my mom to spend a couple hours together. But say you guys did, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, I get it. Yeah, that's that is what she's like. Yeah, you're painting that picture of well, and and it's also when it's your parents, it's like this is where I came from. This is you oh know, it's God. it's it's you're explaining your own origin story by talking about your family. Had you, have your parents, had they seen you do comedy before? Um, my mom passed away before I did it. My dad mm-hmm. would see me, but I didn't, I never talked about my family that much. I still kind of mm. don't. They, the, I have family Smart. members that want me to talk about them. And that's when you of just, course. you never do it. Because right. my, I have an uncle that, it's Uncle Albert, and he's Italian. We're Italian, you know. And he's. I love Italian. Yeah. And he's cooking and he's doing all this weird sort of Italian stuff he learned in the old country right. and he's like oh this is in your show watch this and I go I'm not preparing the seven fishes is not going to translate right. to you know where do I fit that in between my dick jokes Uncle Albert where do you think right, exactly. that's gonna go <laughs> exactly but, like, if only that was yeah. how if, if only so my family would be honored at least some of them if I talked about them so I'm not I'm not giving them the uh <laughs> the satisfaction, satisfaction. Of being in the show. <laughs> all right, so, I get that. All right, before we uh, before we go here, I gotta I gotta wrap this up. But you know, I want to talk about acting because you've been in some stuff that that people know. I mean, uh, I told my girlfriend you were in uh, my crazy ex girlfriend, and she was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. that was one of her favorite shows." It was a good show. So when I a lot a lot of times how I would do stuff is the type like the type of show that I watch I always watch action movies so I'm mm-hmm. not even watching TV shows but I yeah. audition for more shows and so I would only like watch clips of a show to prepare for the audition so mm-hmm. when I was prepping for the audition watch some clips but I had no idea really the context what what it was about just trying to get a like a feel for the tone mm-hmm. so after I got cast in it then I went back and started watching it and I was like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. 
it's a musical, yeah. which normally, which I would have thought I wouldn't have liked, but it's so quirky and just weird. And I don't like, it was one of those things where I was watching it and I was like, I can't believe that people like, there's so many people that get this. Cause okay. it was just like, it was very layered. Like she, it, it was just a very, it was like, I would say it was a like super a smart show. Okay. But I'm, I am kind of an idiot. So me saying that is like, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, but I don't normally like something that like most people are like, Oh, it's really smart. Like I'd be like, it's not for me. Yeah. This was really smart, but accessible. Okay. Yeah. But it was, uh, it, it predates my relationship with my girlfriend, which means I haven't seen it. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> it's a it guy. was, it was a musical about this woman and it dealt with like a lot of mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. In a really like interesting way, I did not sing or dance, so I was the oh, only cast member okay. that did no singing or <laughs> dancing. They tried to have me dance. There was this one giant scene where it was a sweet sixteen, and all the kids do a dance, and then some of the cast members come in and dance with the kids. Mm-hmm. And they they tried to have me learn some very basic moves. Now I'm so dyslexic that. When left and right, okay. there's like a slight yeah. delay. Right. So we're at the rehearsal. These kids are nailing it. Like they're like little dancer <laughs> actor kids nailing it. I'm in, I'm standing with them, bumping into these kids because they're going left. And then I'm interpreting left wrong. I'm going right. So I'm literally knocking down oh. like eight year olds, <laughs> whatever they were. So I guess they're supposed to be 16, but yeah, it wasn't good. So then the dance choreographer came out and she was like, Okay, Emma, what we're going to do is we're just going to have you come in at the end and hold a balloon and give it to one of the kids. Aww. So that's how I got taken out of the wow. the dance thing. Well, was that for the best then, would you say? Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I was so scared of doing the dance. Like A, a choreographed dance I would have been very tough. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. And then uh, Crashing with Pete Holmes, which... Maybe the most accurate yeah. show about comedy, I would say, ever done, maybe. Totally. I would think Agreed. So. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Just it, all the little subtlety of uh, everything on there. Did you watch all that? Did you watch the seasons of that? I, I'm trying to think if I finished the last season. It's been a while, but all of that stuff about, you know, the bringer shows and totally. handing out flyers oh, and all that and like yeah. opening yeah. for the big star. Was it was he, he went out with T.J. Miller and it was like crazy. And it was yes. Like, that's and all real. Went. Yeah, that's all real stuff. We've all that's been That's actually why I didn't I didn't watch all too much of it because it was like real. That's why I like watching yeah. action movies because I like like escape. <laughs> okay. But that I auditioned for that show maybe like fifteen times. Okay. And I kept going in and I had auditioned for it like I had auditioned for it like that week and then I got a call saying they wanna offer you a part and I thought it was because I had auditioned mm-hmm. and my acting representative at the time was like, no, actually what happened was Judd Apatow was hanging out at the cellar and so he just put a couple comics from it in, in it from that. But it's kind of like an interesting nugget for like, if you do stand up and you're pursuing acting like that, your stand up can help you. Like I didn't get it through an acting audition. Yeah. They just, and then when I was, stand up and then when I was on set I saw who got the part that I auditioned for and it was probably like 
I think it was like a 45 year old Hasidic man. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you never know what they're looking for. Yeah. When you're doing these auditions. Cause some people would play standups and then some people would play the club owner or somebody. Right. right? And you'd be like, Oh, I know that guy. Uh, I've seen right. him before as a comic, which but, is always fun. Yeah. But you're probably better off being there in, in as comic. And then people know you as a comic. Absolutely. That's, well, have you ever seen the show, um, The Good Fight? No, but I, I'm aware of it, right? It's, uh, what's her name? Christine Bransky? Good- I- no? Yes. Is it Christine Bransky? Okay. That's her. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, was, I played a comic on that, but the comic was supposed to be, like, awful. <laughs> so I got, I was so, and they said at one point, they're like, they're like, we're, we can change the comic so it's actually your name if you want. And I was like, <laughs> no, like, I'll pretty much say yes to it. I'll go yeah. along, like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I was like, I got a hard line here. I was like, I can't. Like, it was this comic who was, it was, I was had a boyfriend who was Nigerian in it. And I was making all these awful jokes about my Nigerian boyfriend. So there's a lot going on. Because I, also I'm visually kind of gay, pretty gay looking. So it was just a lot. <laughs> like... It was a lot. You like uh, stool humping. Is oh, involved. yeah. All the, so, the yeah, all the bad stuff. All the stuff. Yeah. So I was like, we got to not have my name. I was just like, I don't want someone seeing <laughs> that. And then thinking, you know, I just that was I was like, I can't do that. But I did get to play a comic in that, which was fun, too. Yeah, that's good. And then I know you were telling me before the interview, uh, Bobby Cannavale is playing a comic in a movie, and you're in that? Yes. Uh, Bobby's so great. He's, I, play- he's hilarious. Man, what a... So I hadn't... I wasn't too familiar with his work before yeah. I got to meet him on the set, but, like, that guy is... I mean, not that anyone needs me to say it, but he is quite talented. Yes. I agree. Like, I was like... I literally wanted to be with people like that. You never know if you're supposed to, like, I literally was wanted to be like, good job. Like after yeah. everything. And I said it a couple of times. And he was like, thanks. But I was like, is, is it, are you still supposed to, cause you want to treat people like, <laughs> I just try to treat everyone the same, but I, I also didn't want to be like, well, you're amazing. Like, that was incredible. <laughs> but he, uh, he plays a comic and his son has autism. He was a comedy writer in it. And, and his son has autism. And him and his wife disagree about how to deal with it. And he kidnaps the son oh. and he moves in with his dad, who's played by Al Pacino. Oh. And he goes from being a comedy writer to doing stand up. And then the movie is about how that unfolds. It's, it's called Inappropriate Behavior. I don't know when it's coming out. Yeah. But I believe it will be in theaters, at least in Europe. And then I don't know yeah. other than that. Well, who knows where anything's in a theater nowadays with, with everything streaming. Totally. But, but that's some big names. People are going to want, I'm going to want to see that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That that I'm, I'm very excited for. I try to see most things where it's comedy related. Same. And a lot of it I like. I guess the one, I guess where De Niro played the comic, I, I heard that was so bad I never saw that one. Same. Yeah. I, same. Because yeah. I was like, I can't, like. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's tough to pretend. That's a tough it's tough to do. And, and that like, King of Comedy, there was like a recent one, right? Am I, am I, I think I'm thinking the right one. It think, was, there was, because he was always at the cellar. Yeah. I think it was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I, I didn't watch it. People can look it up. I wonder. Nobody yeah, you saw guys it. look it up. Nobody saw it. But. I, that's, I, I think it was, I don't remember what the hell it was called, but it, 
he must have an affinity for stand up because he's in a lot of comedy related yeah. movies. I want but to see. he doesn't play a comic in this one. Oh, that one was called The Comedian. The, in fact, I just looked it up at the same time. Yes. Yep. Yes. It has a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Oof. knock yourself out if you Oof. want to see that one. Yeah. So again, I'll, I'll see most things with comedy. But. Totally. I try, especially a documentary. I love a document. Yeah. I'm just so curious about, you know, how people do what they do. Like, because, you know, it's different. People even travel differently. Like yeah. everyone's got like a different system and, and way that they do it. I'm just the way that curious. they write is different. And that's the thing. Oh my God. Like in my comedy class, people yeah. go, are you going to teach us how to write? And I go, well, everybody writes different. And, you know, right. and, and I'm not going to waste time trying to get you to write one way because you'll never right. write that way. So I say, go get one of these books. <laughs> There's all these comedy mm-hmm. books that teach you how to write and go with that. And if that doesn't work, then just do whatever works for you. But it's, that's it's, good advice. Yeah. Actually, that's really good advice right. because it's not what someone necessarily wants to hear, but it's just the truth. Yeah. It, it's just how it is. Yeah. You come up with it. However, you can come up with it, your real life, whatever right. it is. If you're lucky, you're, if you're smart, you'll write it down or you'll record it on your phone. You'll talk into it. Somehow you'll find a way to take it out of your brain onto yep. some paper and then onto the stage. And then maybe it's something. Maybe right, it's maybe nothing. it's something. That's the best you can hope for. It might this, be something. This might be something. Did Seinfeld have a book called that? Oh, it was. Is this something? Is this something? Yeah, of course. Is this something? Yeah. 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 Jerry's documentary is one of the best, I think. Even though one of the best, I think it's ridiculous too. But and and a lot of levels of like you know taking sure. the private plane to a guest spot. You know, it's a little ridiculous. But does he do that? Yeah, pretty much. That's I actually I haven't watched it in a, I haven't watched yeah, it in a while because, but that's really funny. Because he was doing I think it was like the DC improv and he wasn't he wasn't oh, the headliner, yeah. he was just dropping in. And right. you know, he was dropping he's, in in New right. York and then he's like, I gotta get to the real people, man. I gotta get out to the sticks, and then he's, he gets in his plane. <laughs> that's wild. You know, he couldn't perform at the cellar anymore. It's been done. Right. So now I gotta right. go to the you know the heartland of America. Washington, D.C. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, representative yeah. of everyone. Everyone's like, well, what? Maybe to Jerry that's the case. I don't know. But that's, it's still a very entertaining movie. And the other guys in that, if you see, like, some, you know, Colin Quinn and some of those guys do a really great job in that. Yep. And you, even Orny, who I've gotten to know over the years, uh, I like Orny now. Even though if you watch nice. that movie, you will not like Orny. <laughs> right. Orny Adams, yeah, if I you guys know what I'm talking he, about. If, I mean, he, I wonder if he, what he, if he knew, it's always that because that's before now everyone knows like they can edit reality yeah, stuff yeah. kind of like however. Yeah. But I, one, who knows what he thought he was, he must have not <laughs> thought he was going to come across how he did is what I'm trying to say. I would but imagine. It made for interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I never bring it up with them. Like, yeah, you know, I've hung out with Orny a hundred times. I've never bring it up with them. But if he was on this show, I'd bring it up. So I see why it'd be a little tough yeah, to bring up. I'd bring it up in, in this context of a podcast. I think I'd bring it up. Sure. I mean, not as two guys hanging out. No, yeah. there's good. And there's good lessons from that. Sure. Like, and it's just interesting seeing someone, you know, bopping around New York and the way that it's done. I, I've seen him. I see Seinfeld. He pops in at a club at Gotham in New York. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. And one time I saw him at stand up New York. 
it was like a Tuesday, and I think there was only like 10 people in the audience. And Tuesday late, like maybe like 11. Yeah. And I was on stage, and I saw Seinfeld walk in with George Wallace. Okay. He walks in, he looks around, leaves. <laughs> then the manager came in and did this symbol for like stretch. Oh. Like where, where it's like do more time. Yeah, to you, yeah. And to me, yep. He stand, was where someone stands at the back, and they just like, you know, give you this movement, like keep going. Mm. I guess Seinfeld left, tweeted, I'm going to be at Stand Up New York. Oh. Like, Come. So then a, like 70 people showed up within <laughs> maybe 20 minutes. I wasn't on stage this whole time. I, I think got off. They brought someone else up. And you just see it fill up. No. Then when it was pretty packed, George Wallace went on and then Seinfeld went on. Well, well good for Which him. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I thought it was pretty cool that he was like, you know, I'm, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to get some more people in here and packed it out. I, look, if you own that club, you can't be unhappy that <laughs> he's tweeting, so come to pumped. our club and putting up. So, I mean, yep. you know, as much as a lot of guys and believe me, I've taken my shots at Jerry over the years on my show, whatever. But he you can't you can't really fault the guy. I mean, if if I was right. him, I can't say I wouldn't be acting the exact same way, <laughs> you know, totally. Yeah. Well, totally. Emma, this has yeah, been not- a nice talk. I think we got to wrap it up because I told you 20 minutes and, and you know what? We're way past that. Well, I appreciate we're it. We're way past Thank it. you. And, thanks and for taking the time. I know. Thanks for carving some of your time out to talk to me. And uh, come see Absolutely. Emma this Sunday at the Comedy Castle, guys. Will you please come out? Check her out online. Come on what, out. What are the socials? Give those out real quick. Uh, my Instagram is just my name, Emma Willman, two yeah. L's and two N's. TikTok is I am Emma Wilman and Facebook is Emma Wilman comedy. And I post on all those a whole bunch. And I, I always try to respond to messages, nice. especially Instagram. That's the one where I, right. I respond the most. Go on that Instagram. I was on there earlier today. It's funny stuff. I was enjoying it. So Emma, thanks so much for talking. Thanks for coming to the comedy Appreciate castle. It. We're really looking forward to it. We'll see you then. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Emma. Well, I look, here's the thing I will say. First, thank you, Emma. Great talk. Really great. Come get them tickets for Sunday. It's going to be a great show, 7 o'clock. But um, it'd be fun to have Seinfeld come to the Comedy Cast. I think that'd be funny if he pops in. I'm going to go on. Who's on now? That's from the documentary. Who's on now? I'll go on after him. Yeah. Fun stuff. So, Emma, great talk and uh, really funny stuff. Come out this weekend. Get your tickets over at ComedyCastle.com. There are some remaining. There's not a, not a, as I'm recording this, there are good tickets remaining. As we go through the week here, those tickets are going to start to disappear. And I hopefully uh, people that listen to this are going to go, I need to see her. That's what I think is going to happen. People listen to this talk and go, boy, that's a that's somebody I can get behind and uh, and, and support. So come on out. Comedy Castle, Royal Oak this weekend, free parking on Sunday. Hey, that's the biggest reason to come out. (laughs) Free parking on Sunday. Yay. Oh, I read an article about Comedy Castle parking. And believe me, no one at the I'm going to speak for everyone at the club. I normally don't want to speak for everyone at the club. We all think the parking is jacked up and stupid. But hey, you know, free parking on Sunday. Come see Emma Willman. It's going to be a great time. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to ComedyCastle.com. Feel free to subscribe on any of the services that you might get a podcast. It'll be up there. Leave us a review. Maybe, uh, you know, tell a friend, whatever you got to do. Come to the club. 
Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time.